Hello everyone, welcome to the first episode of the Family Guy Funny Cast. I'm your host, Sean. I am your other host, Joe. On this podcast, we'll be doing long-form analysis and reviews of every single episode of Family Guy, one episode at a time. At the time of recording this, there are 339 episodes and three specials released, with more episodes coming out tomorrow, I believe, should be the 340th episode. It'll probably already be out by the time we release this, but who knows? Sunday nights, baby. Mm Mm-hmm. We'll be giving each episode its own review and analysis, taking a serious look at the animation, references, social relevance of the episode, and of course, whether or not it's funny. About me, personally, I'm Sean, and I am a self-described Family Guy hater. I don't really mm-hmm. enjoy it. I've always thought it was kind of bland. Um, it doesn't make me laugh. I, but I don't know. I also haven't really watched Family Guy. I've probably seen maybe 10 episodes at the most. Uh, there's a place on campus where I go and sit and do my homework, and I always play Family Guy episodes, but I don't even listen to them. I listen to music. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've seen maybe like 10 episodes <laughs> max. Uh, but... We're going to watch all of them. Damn right we are. And for me, it's going to be... I don't even know. I've seen most of Family Guy a million fucking times. Especially the first three and a half seasons. (laughs) So you're the Family Guy master here. I am the Family Guy expert. I could... I could... I could name, like... I could quote these episodes... Just perfectly. I won't do it, but I could. (laughs) I don't think that's a good idea. Alright, so, without further ado, let's jump into episode one, Death Has a Shadow. Now, this is probably the most important episode of Family Guy. This was the pilot. So, as a pilot, this needs to both introduce the core concepts of the show and establish what a quintessential episode of Family Guy will look like and feel like, and it also needs to introduce the characters and what they are going to be like going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to start the episode off, you meet the Griffins. All of them are watching TV together and talking. The characters make jokes that help introduce you to their archetypes. Peter is a dysfunctional, alcoholic idiot. Meg is self-conscious. Chris is dumb and fat, which is pretty similar to Peter. Stewie <laughs> is a precocious and malicious baby who hates his mom. Brian is a wisecracking but reasonable talking dog. And... Lois is a wife. Her character boils down to essentially this... <laughs> Lois in the first episode is essentially just the straight woman. Her only purpose is to help ground Stewie and Peter in their own character traits. At least as of the first episode, Lois does not really have her own character. Uh, the... No, she's super uptight. Yeah, yeah, very uptight. This is a classic, like boomer style wife uh, that like everyone's like ah I hate my wife Mm -hmm. Uh, that's Lois the plot of the first episode is that uh, Peter gets fired from his job at the toy factory due to being hung over after a stag party and he doesn't want to tell Lois about what he's done so he applies for welfare but he receives a check for $150,000 a week Peter lives life lavishly, buying art, upgrading his house, and getting lip fillers for the self-conscious Meg. Lois eventually finds out from the mailwoman that Peter is on welfare, and he's been exploiting the system. 
Peter then decides to return the money in a blimp at the Super Bowl, so Lois could see it and forgive him, but John Madden has Peter shot down for interrupting the game. (laughs) (laughs) Peter is arrested, sent to jail, and then goes to court where he's sentenced to two years in jail. Lois makes a heartfelt appeal to the judge to lower his sentence, which fails, then Stewie uses his mind control worry, which he'd been trying all episode to get, to convince the judge to acquit Peter and get his job back. The episode ends with the Griffins at home, watching TV and talking, glad Peter is home. So, that's just a quick rundown of the first episode, so, if you are not watching along at home, which I would not recommend doing, we're watching all the episodes so you don't have to, so please, do not watch along with us. But, or do understand the plot. Or, yeah, it, you, it might be a good time. If you hate yourself, like we do, you can watch along, but... It's really, it's up to you. Do whatever will enhance your experience of Family Guy the most, because we are here to really dive in and engage with the source material and pretend like it's art worthy of this. Yeah, yeah, this this is art. What we're watching is art. I I guess. In a in a sense. So I have I have notes that I took down while I was watching this first episode. It's right. been a long time since I've watched family guy and oh. so some of this was fresh some of it was like oh yeah i remember that um so let's i won't read everything right and some of these i don't even remember the context for <laughs> don't uh, worry, i just watched the episode i can fill you in okay first one i wrote jemima's witness is funny <laughs> yeah jemima's witnesses is the first joke peter makes i thought it was like interesting because they cut right to the intro after that so it almost felt like a laugh track (laughs) in a sense do you get what i mean yeah Yeah. it's kind of a a jarring cold open yeah especially because the episode literally starts with them watching a tv show and that tv show is playing i thought that was a little questionable for the choice for the first episode but what do i know because Family yeah. Guys, what, is on 22 seasons now? 18 seasons. 18 seasons, Jesus Christ. The big one Also, to, to put this in context, Family Guys started in 1997? Somewhere in the late 90s. I was born in 2000. I have never Jesus. existed in a world without Family Guy. Uh, a little fact checking here. It's, it debuted on January thirty first, nineteen ninety nine. Okay, ninety nine. Right, my bad. But still, I have never existed in a world without Family Guy, and that is astonishing. That is that. fucking baffling to me. <laughs> <laughs> How old were you when Family Guy came out? Uh, I what that year I turned seven. Okay, but it wouldn't be until late that year, so I was six. Do you know when the first time you saw Family Guy was? Just ever? The first one I remember is with when I moved to California. It was 2001, and we were just sitting on the couch with my aunt, or with my uncle and my cousin, and they were watching an episode, I think it was from the second or third season. And that's that's yeah. the first Family Guy memory I have. It's a it's a good one. That was a good episode. <laughs> well, I can't wait till we get there. I'll, I'll let you know when we do. <laughs> All right, I don't even remember what my first episode was. 
I was probably also around seven or no, I was pro- I was probably more like uh, nine or ten ish. Mm-hmm. Um, my my parents were pretty strict, so they did not want me watching shows like this. But I had seen it on Adult Swim. No, was it on Adult Swim? Yeah, I, it was a big deal when it started airing on Adult Swim. Yeah, it was on Adult Swim late at night, like probably like two a.m. or some shit. It, it was pretty late. Like I was up past my bedtime, um, watching Family Guy. Sinning before the Lord. <laughs> Watching Family Guy is not a sin. I don't think that's true. <laughs> I think it's a blessing. <laughs> Maybe we can get a priest on an episode to have him weigh in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's start planning our guests now. <laughs> yeah, it's after the first episode. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, but yeah, that's my Family Guy experience. Oh, man, we we really are from two different generations. Yeah, we are. I am solidly a Zoomer, and you're a Millennial. We are pre-FG and post-FG. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> uh, I also have a, a... I mean, in my notes, I have some character uh, development notes. Okay. Uh, we get some background on Stewie, our, our boy Stewie Griffin. He he mm-hmm. notes he was evil before he was born, just biding his time in the womb. Uh, so I, th- what a I thought that was you know some some good character development that you don't really see in this kind of episodic show. Yeah, I mean it's really hard for me to judge because I am coming through all of this through a lens where Family Guy's always existed. It has always been influencing the media I've been watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at least to me from what I understand, is that the way the characters are presented is pretty new and innovative at the time. Like, you're not really going to see a character like Stewie existing in pre-Family Guy media. Right. Yeah, you didn't... This show is really influential, and it doesn't really... It doesn't really get its due. People just... <laughs> yeah, They I, talk shit. Yeah, especially now, the discourse around Family Guy is very negative, saying, like, the show... Passes prime, not funny, lazy animation. Um, but I think that this show's super influential uh, in terms of the shows that people watch growing up and the way it's affected comedy styles now and animation styles now. Without Family Guy, the world of Western animation would definitely be incredibly different. Yeah, for better or for worse, it would be different. And it's not to say that yeah. Family Guy today is not bad because like it's not great it has its moments <laughs> we'll get there. like the animation being static and boring is definitely definitely a fact it's just an objective fact um and you don't and you'll notice like right in this episode we do have some dynamic angles we don't just see the house from this like three-quarter angle we get a whole ton of different shots and everything a head-on shots different shots from even in the kitchen you don't you don't yeah, see that in Family Guy anymore. Damn. Yeah, I didn't notice any moments that really stood out as like this is bad. There also wasn't anything that was amazing, but I mean, this is primarily a comedy animation, so you're not go- they don't need to have epic moments with amazing animation like something like a shonen anime would have. It's Family Guy. It's not JoJo's Bizarre. Yeah, you're not going to see Peter fly in the sky and do the United States of Smash. Are you sure about that? I feel like that might come up later. <laughs> oh well, we <laughs> from the little I, from the one I understand, <laughs> I wouldn't rule that out. 
he he does have his uh his all for one counterpart, so <laughs> phew. Oh, get yeah. ready for that. I can't wait. Alright. Uh Alright, this might put you a bit yeah, on what's the spot. Up? But skipping ahead. What was the funniest joke in this episode to you? I don't know if you wrote that down, so you might have to recall a bit. But I have my answer. Oh, okay. So th- this episode actually has something I I reference a lot, and I don't know if I've done it with you or said it around you. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> it's when Peter, after they're on welfare, and he treats everyone to a to dinner, and they're out they're at the drive thru and Peter orders six thousand chicken fajitas. I just, I love the way he says fajitas. It's so fucking stupid. Everything about that scene is so dumb. I don't have words to describe how stupid it is, so I'm going to repeat stupid for a fourth time. (laughs) But it just, it makes me laugh so hard every time. I don't really like Brian's follow-up line asking for a sausage McBiscuit. I think that one's pretty pretty lame. Sorry, Brian. That's... That's a bit much, like, forcing the joke, especially because from what we understand of, like, the character of Brian at this point, is that he's aware that, like, this is a stupid fuck-up in the pronunciation, and it just seems a bit too forced, like, although it does seem like something that, like, your friends would definitely do, like, if you fucked up saying fajita ordering, and then they make fun of you by fucking everything up when they order. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't know, it doesn't work for me. I think there's a way, there's a world where it could have, but it's not the one we're living in. Damn. My personal favorite joke was when Peter is going through all the lies that he's told Lois. Uh, he's talk- At this point, he's talking to Brian, and they're trying to like work out that Peter just needs to tell his wife that he's been fired at this point. I don't believe he's on welfare yet. Um, not really important. And they go through the lies, and one of them is Peter had lied about being at the Tiananmen Square Massacre, <laughs> and that he, <laughs> he was with the tank guy in the iconic photo of Tiananmen Square, <laughs> when, I guess in reality, Peter was at Tiananmen Square, but when the tanks rolled up, he just left. Oh, man. This is what I'm talking about, dude. That was very funny. Another thing I think important to note is I feel like, going back to how influential Family Guy is, a lot of the jokes here I think really laid a groundwork for like the early internet style humor, like emerging out of Newgrounds and early YouTube, and stuff like um, You're the Man Now Dog, which is a little bit before my time, but I I was on the internet early, so... I have a bit of context for this. Like, at the end, they make a Kool-Aid Man joke. I remember seeing Kool-Aid Man jokes, at least, like, commonly up until, like, 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, they also... Right, one of the first jokes they make is a Hitler joke, which I thought was a little daring for a pilot episode. Uh, they have Hitler, like a scrawny Hitler, working out at a gym... And he looks over and sees a buff Jew getting attention from two ladies. And it's implied that this is the catalyst for the Holocaust. <laughs> yeah, I actually wrote down a note about this um, right after my Jemima's Witnesses one, where I, I wrote down Hitler funny. <laughs> they definitely did make a Hitler yeah. funny. They also, make an, they also make another Jewish joke. Uh, at, when Peter's at the toy factory, 
that they're manufacturing GI Jews with a big nose talking about bagels. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that joke probably not appropriate for now. And I mean, to be honest, it's not really that funny. The punchline is essentially "ha ha, it's a Jew," uh, which like. Not, not even to go into the merits of, like, offensive humor or not, but there's not really a joke here other than going, ha-ha, Jewish Yeah, it, that's... This is something you're going to see a lot in this show. Especially about Jewish people. Mm. Okay. So, I mean, you know, you know, I've always said that about Seth MacFarlane. He's got a... Horrible he's got a huge problem with the Jews... <laughs> also, I'm just kidding. I don't know if Seth MacFarlane is an anti-Semite. I don't want to put that on record. That I think no, no, I don't either. Seth, please do not to... sue me. You will never listen to this. No one will listen yeah. to this. But if you do, do not I tell Seth. At least five listeners. Do not tell Seth about what I said. Please. I cannot afford a lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, if you're close friends with the MacFarlane family or Seth himself, just don't mention this. I mean, like, I guess you can tell about the podcast if you want, but, like, let us know and I'll edit a version out where I don't talk yeah. about his anti-Semitism. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll be like, wow, they're such good fans. I love Family Guy. Also, hey, a quick fun fact about the McFarlane family. Actually, I don't know if it's a fact, but it's something I've heard forever. His parents <laughs> okay. live in my town. I guess he oh. bought them a... a uh, Little mansion in the hills. Nice ass oh, house. Nice. Have you seen it? Or I've like, been in the area. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Okay. I mean, I can Google where do Seth MacFarlane's parents live. Mm. I'm doing it. Do it. But we shouldn't be doxing <laughs> Seth MacFarlane's parents on the first episode. It's not doxing them if it's public information. Okay. okay. True. His father, Ronald Milton McFarlane. No, I'm gonna stop. This is this is doxing. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is crossing this a line. Too far. <laughs> um. All right, we'll, we'll draw a line in the sand. We will not dox. And I know, family, I his no dad matter. has been in an episode. It was a Christmas episode where he, like, he's reading a story to the viewer, and it's his dad. It's his real ass dad, and they name him. So it's not actually doxing. Seth, do not sue me. I didn't want to dox your dad. I would not have said this if it was not public information. It's on your IMDb page, Seth. Please. <laughs> okay, I, I think we're good. I think we've got okay. the legal aspects sorted out. Okay. Um, okay, now here... Oh, do you want, do you yeah. want more notes? Yeah, so or, I, I have I have okay. more character notes. Let's go through the notes before I get to my part. Um... Okay. We we learned Chris's age through an offhanded comment by Lois. Oh, yeah. I thought that was yeah that was some you know it wasn't quite Meg our dog Brian Griffin is dead tear dialogue it was okay <laughs> Chris you're 13 don't talk yeah, like that that that's definitely an example of like a line that they're including to help frame the show and everything yeah we don't learn how old Meg is do we I think she's 16. I don't I, remember. I She's so in too? high school. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. Here, first appearance of Cleveland Cleveland Brown. 
in the courtroom. I did notice that. Yeah. yeah, in the courtroom, you see Cleveland and Quagmire, who, from what I understand, are Peter's friends, and they will be introduced properly and in, soon enough. Yeah, but, actually, yes. Cleveland yeah. later. So you see Quag- Quagmire pretty soon. Okay. Yeah, you see Quagmire in one of the first sh- scene changes when Peter's at a stag party getting drunk. Actually, yeah. But he's not named. Yeah, he's not named, he's but he there. does have a speaking role. Yeah, he, so he does speak this episode. And there was one speaking thing at the end. Sorry, I know I cut you off, but... <laughs> no, it's fine. This will happen a lot. Yeah, the end scene, you know, when Peter makes up these reasons to get rich again. Um, oh, one yeah. of them is he, he suggests getting a minority scholarship. This is... this is what, I'm sure this wasn't on purpose, but this is a little bit of foreshadowing. There's an episode later where Peter, in classic Seth MacFarlane fashion, finds out he has a black ancestor that was enslaved okay. by Lois's family. Oh. <laughs> All right. That episode probably isn't going to hold up. Um, no, that doesn't sound yeah, like Now, now that I think about that, I don't think that's going to be something that that's going to be looked on favorably. Yeah. I guess maybe we should make a nice disclaimer here now that if you didn't get from before... We are not endorsing or condoning any of these jokes that might be racially, sexually, gender orientatedly offensive. Uh, yeah. We're just here to look at, to look at what's been presented. We're going to talk about it. Um, yeah, uh, if it's offensive, if it's problematic, take that up with Seth MacFarlane. Please don't take that. Up yeah, with it's us. not. It's not our fault. And one yeah. last note here. And I swear this is the last one. Okay. Lois's hair from the back looks like a PP tip. <laughs> You're right, it does. <laughs> Speaking about Lois. Lois. Do, does she have a different voice actor right now? Uh, because the iconic Lois voice from the little I know is ve- it's much higher and shriller than what she is now. I don't know if like this is a different voice actor or if by when they like want to expand her role and make her more of a character, they also change her voice to make her more unique and distinctive. But this voice does not sound like the iconic Lois voice, and some of the other voices that I definitely noticed from what I understand didn't really sound like the more current portrayals. Mm-hmm. But none of them were as egregious as Lois's voice. Right, that really sounded like a, just like a different voice actor or a different interpretation of how the character should sound whereas with Mm -hmm. the other characters it feels more like a refinement of this is the Peter voice this is the Brian voice this is the Stewie voice yeah I didn't I didn't really notice her sounding all that different um she just it's not as extreme as like Homer Simpson like in the beginning Homer Mm. sounds really fucking rough and then he gets the the classic homie voice that we all know (laughs) But, Is this a bad time to mention that I don't think I've ever seen a full episode of The Simpsons? Oh my god. <laughs> when I was a little kid, <laughs> when I was a little kid, we had a function at my elementary school, and my dad was there, and then, like, it ended, and he was like, hey, let's go home, they're, they're re-airing the first episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> and so we, like, we ran back to the, the house so we could watch that first episode. How old were you? First grade? Maybe okay. kindergarten, actually. I don't remember. 
I lived I lived in Arizona. Uh-huh. Way down in the desert. <laughs> Only thing you had to do was watch The Simpsons. Yeah, all I did was go to school and then go home and watch The Simpsons. That's not that bad of a life. No. As in, I I agree. That was, that was when The Simpsons was good, right? Yeah. That was definitely in the okay. first ten seasons. Wow, The Simpsons has ten good seasons and Family Guy only has like, what, like five? From what I, what I know? Three and a half. Three and a half? Okay, that's, that's, that's not a very high bar. <laughs> there's, there's parts in the fourth season where it's okay, and then it starts declining. I really don't like season five at all. <coughs> Does it ever get a little bit better? Like, uh, there, like, good seasons in the mix? Or better seasons? They kind of run together. But uh, there were parts, like, when it first goes to HD that I really remember liking. But that's the thing. There's mm-hmm. always episodes that I like watching, but they don't, as a season, form this cohesive, good experience. Okay, so, like you're saying, like, he always has good episodes, good moments, but he just can't... He being Seth MacFarlane and the writers just don't bring it for a full season to go like, wow, that was a good one. Yeah, and I will say I don't think Seth has been involved in the production for a for years. I think he just he just okay. plays, you know, still seventy five percent of the cast. Yeah. Yeah, Seth MacFarlane has better things to do. He's made what, three shows that are like Family Guy then he made like Border Town that I think still got renewed for like three seasons I don't know who the hell did that did, did he have he a hand musicals. in Border Town? I'm pretty sure Border Town is a Seth MacFarlane show I might be lying here can you, can you fact check me yeah here I'm on the Wikipedia page for Border Town I'm control F okay searching for Seth uh, he's an executive producer okay how much how much of a hand does an executive producer it, have it it depends show? um Sometimes it's just a formality, and other times, okay. like, you are the main dude. In this okay. instance, so I bet could... he was just like, hey, I'll put my name on this thing so you can get your show made. Yes. You go, hey, oh, it's a Seth MacFarlane show. I know it's like, it's like American Dad. It's a, like it's like Family Guy. It's like the Cleveland show. I should also state now that I've seen more American Dad than Family Guy, and I like that a lot more from what I've seen. American Dad is good to a point. There's, I fell off of it. Um, yeah, I don't have much to say about it. Yeah, that's not the point yeah, of the podcast. Yeah, this is not the American um, Dad cast. Yeah, go find someone else to Although do Although we that. will be working on our speed runs later. Um, yeah. But again, that's a separate I mean, podcast. I, yeah. We might have an American Dad speedrunning cast, an American Dad funny cast, uh, but that's all projects for the future. Yeah, and I I will say okay. Border Town, uh, one season, yeah, thir- thirteen okay. episodes. Okay, did not get renewed. Also, okay. looks like shit. Looks completely racist. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it looks awful. Yeah, it looks like someone who can't draw decided to make Family Guy fan characters. <laughs> oh boy. Seth MacFarlane also was dating or is dating Amelia Clark. He was. I don't think he is anymore. Google, help me out. Yeah, I don't, I don't, th- I, I don't think he is either. He was dating her around like season like five and six of Game of Thrones, I think. Uh, Amelia Clark finally confirmed she had a six-month relationship with Family Guy creator Seth MacFarlane. 
Right. Honestly, this is turning more into like the Seth MacFarlane yeah. test. We might have to rebrand after <laughs> no, this. No, it's episode. okay. We're laying the groundwork. We're we're building that foundation. Yeah, we need to we need to understand the character of Seth himself to understand this role. Because I was doing a little background research, and this is Seth MacFarlane's breakout role. He worked on cartoons before, but like until Family Guy, no one know who knew who the hell Seth. Yeah, MacFarlane he worked was. on a lot of classic Cartoon Network uh, cartoons like uh, Johnny Bravo. And Dexter's Lab. Seth MacFarlane knew what he was doing at this point. Like, he was not, like, a nobody who blew up. He was an experienced industry person who made a show, and then it came, rose to this level where it became a cultural phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And it's... I want to note, to give Seth a little bit of credit here, he wasn't just, like, a behind-the-scenes guy on those shows. He was an animator and writer as well. So he's okay. he's an artist. He's a, a visual artist. Seth MacFarlane is a talented person, but uh, you can talk about the quality of Family Guy later on. But <laughs> yeah, and Life, we will. Yeah, we we will get into it. But at least as of now, Seth MacFarlane is still a talented dude coming out with a new show that really defines the animated comedy genre. Well, not by itself. Between Family Guy, The Simpsons, and South Park, I'd say those are the three defining shows for like this cultural moment. Definitely, yeah. Alright, now here is my big question about this episode. Shoot. The cen- the central idea of the episode is that Peter is exploiting welfare. Mm-hmm. Now, traditionally, the view on welfare and the exploitation of welfare has been linked to blackness. This is really an image that comes about during the Reagan era, and this was made during the Clinton administration. Now, do you think this was meant to be like, oh, look, White people can do it too. Haha, like <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's it's not <laughs> Family Guy is not that deep. <laughs> no. You don't think so? Oh, so so do you think it just came from like a general idea of like welfare bad, don't exploit it, or just welfare exploit exploitation is bad? Like, what about the cultural <laughs> moment led Seth MacFarlane to go the first episode of Family Guy? I'm going to have Peter Griffin <laughs> the welfare system. I think that he just he thought it would be funny if Peter, instead of getting like a hundred and fifty dollars a week, became a multimillionaire in a month because of welfare. Uh, that's not, I don't know. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like. Mm. Any piece of art is rooted in the cultural context of the moment, and also any piece of art is an inten- should be an intentional statement by its creator about right. something, but for the life of me, I cannot figure out what this first <laughs> episode of Family Guy is supposed to mean. Oh, man. Was just the moment in time, like the 1999 people were just so like inundated with like a welfare exploitation is a thing and bad that it's like in today like 2020 I don't think anyone's gonna make an episode where the characters are exploiting welfare like that's just not really a thing we even talk about yeah yeah I I, mm, that's hard because I think there's a lot of... You could do, like, an actual in-depth analysis of this episode and the implications and what... Some kind of literary theory analysis of 
Death has a shadow. Isn't that the point of our podcast? I thought that's what we were doing. Sure. But right, I don't have a thesis right now. <laughs> okay, let's dig into it. Yeah, let's I go. I, so another thing to note about Family Guy is that it's set in Quahog? Quahog. Quahog, Rhode Island. Uh, I am a New Englander. I'm not from Rhode Island. Uh, but I'm from the general area. Uh, New England is really known for its affluence, uh, really good schools around here. Uh, it is just supposed to be like a nice, more more luxurious, um, like, bourgeois area to live. Like, aside from Boston, there's really no major city. I, uh, Boston and I guess Portland and Maine are the, really the major cities. Um in the area, but only Boston has a big population and really worth talking about, in my opinion. Um, so the Griffins are definitely supposed to be a portrayal of, like, middle America. Um, just, like, a nice suburban mm-hmm. lifestyle. Uh, white picket fence. Dog. Beautiful life. Um, two lovely kids. Yeah, right, don't forget about, kids. about the third um, one. I forgot about Stewie, I'm sorry. Um, anyway, he's just a family guy, right? Just like your normal middle American yeah. dude. Um, gone wrong. And that, that that's sort of the premise of the episodes. Like, you would take the typical idyllic family, and this seems to be a common theme in all mm-hmm. the Seth MacFarlane shows, that it's what would otherwise be a nice, normal family, but each character has their own dysfunctions and quirks that lead to comic misadventure in every episode. And so take... Trying to extrapolate from that, is this supposed to be an indictment of the welfare system and the people who use welfare? I I don't know. No. And I'm going to... I'm taking a firm stance here. This is not a commentary on welfare. This is just an episode of... What if... This is an episode of someone abusing the welfare system, taking away from people that actually need it, and then getting away scot-free. This is an indictment of the lazy, middle-class white father. I, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. He's just like the typical person. He's at a high enough station in his life that he never really feels the consequences yeah. for his actions. But he's also not an extremely rich, uh, wealthy... He's, he's not a millionaire. He's solidly middle class. Right. He's been... Uh, he, in this episode, he's unemployed for quite a while. And it's only when that money yeah. starts to run out does he start fearing his for his future. So they're solidly middle class. This is not a working class family. Yeah. Peter Griffin, despite being stupid, is not your white working class No, person. no, no. Um, what was this, 1999? At this point, union factory jobs are largely moving out... Um, Although, he is working at a toy factory yeah. this episode. And he has what seems to be a pretty... A, a role that's pretty low on the rung. 
despite having this this favor of his boss. Um, he he's a quality assurance yeah. guy, and he he's not one that sits at a desk. He's he's yeah. on the floor, he's watching the the production line. So it might, it's not it's probably not a, a lower rung, but he's definitely like middle management, which would probably be yeah. quite a quite a paycheck, especially in that that nineteen ninety eight dollars. If he's management, you say he's part of the professional managerial class, then. Oh yeah. I'm gonna be totally honest. I'm not really exactly sure what that entails. Me either. <laughs> yeah. Um, when we talk about class, I only know the proletariat and the bourgeois, so sorry, Peter Griffin. You're outside of my view of the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, think... when I look at my world, there's no room for Peter Griffin and his ilk. <laughs> I think for the last ten minutes, we've been looking for something anything in Family Guy to justify there being a need to analyze this show and we are just coming up with the most inane shit that I'm sure Seth MacFarlane never contemplated when he made this. That's what I was trying to say. We're we're reaching for something that is not there. Yeah, but we need content. We're taking sippy from our from our sippy cups, but there's nothing in there. <laughs> There's I no just, Milky. <laughs> I just want to be the Cole Kushner. He's the guy who does this, the Dissect podcast. I want to be <laughs> like him, but for Family Guy. And I'm sorry, Family Guy. You're not giving me enough to work with. I sorry, can't Family rise guy. to his level if I, I have nothing to do. <laughs> sorry, Family Guy. You just don't have the substance. Yeah. Maybe later. I think... <laughs> This episode, this episode is not the best. Um, later episodes <laughs> will definitely give us some some uh, some things to grasp that aren't straws. All right. Right. But, yeah, that's how that phrase works. <laughs> but yeah, this episode it was it was fine. Like the purpose of a pilot is to introduce the show. It's to introduce the characters. Yeah, there is no show where the pilot is like the best episode of even that season. Yeah, the jokes weren't the funniest. I really like the Tiananmen Square joke, um, but the rest. <laughs> oh damn it! I guess I do too. <laughs> the rest of them, I thought they were pretty, bl- pretty bland. Uh, but I mean, part of it feels just like, like like we've gone over. Family Guy is so influential. The comedy I grew up on, they grew up on Family Guy, and now going back to Family Guy, it's like I'm going like two steps backwards. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's easy, it's easy for me to look at it and say that wasn't funny, <laughs> wasn't funny, did not laugh. Family Guy, uh, when in the moment, this was groundbreaking territory. Yeah, this it cannot be overstated how much, or understated. I don't know. It cannot be overstated. Okay, cannot be overstated how influential this show was on everything. Um. Yeah, we don't need to go back into that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, is there anything more you want to talk about in this episode? Anything else that stood out to you? Yeah, well, there is one more thing about the welfare. Uh, I don't remember okay. when it is. Uh, I have this note, two notes here I'm going to read. Peter goes on welfare, 150000 a week. And then he has a conversation with Brian afterward where Brian says, this is why I don't vote. <laughs> and I wrote, classic liberal Brian. <laughs> so Brian... 
is a liberal talking piece? Is that is that what I'm to understand about his character going forward? Going forward, yeah. Right here, no. He's uh, he's actually harming the system by not voting. Yeah, he I is. Mean, he's a dog, so like I'm not. True, but he is walking around on his hind legs and reading the paper. Yeah. So I think he has he's... some kind of some uh, citizenship going on here. I think that's the deeper kind of question about the Family Guy lore and the Family Guy universe that I don't know if we're qualified to answer this yet. No. It Does Brian have citizenship? Does he count <laughs> as a person? What does this mean for the rest of the world? Is Brian Griffin a citizen? <laughs> we will continue this as we continue I, the series. I would have to assume that the lore answer is yes, Brian is a citizen because I feel like if Ryan's like, this is why I didn't vote, and he could not vote, Peter would be like, yeah, because you're a dog. Or <laughs> some shit. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe my maybe my standards are so low for Family Guy that that's the tier joke I think they would make. <laughs> but I feel like if Ryan was not allowed to vote, they would have mentioned it. Yeah. I th- they would have definitely given us some kind of answer to throw into the canon. Yeah. I just feel like Family Guy probably does not address what deep lore implications this has, that Brian Griffin, a talking dog, has sentience and is granted citizenship, and what that means for the rest of the universe, but once again, we are begging for substance when there is none. Like a dog, we are begging. (laughs) Like our dog, Brian Griffin, we are begging. (laughs) I am so excited for the Brian Griffin Dies episode. (laughs) I know that's a long way off. It might be a major spoiler if you're coming into this one blind. Yeah, I'm sorry but... if you didn't hear that Brian Griffin died. I'm sorry. <laughs> he didn't stay dead. I'm sorry. Well, do you know what, what season that is? Uh, It was after 10. Oh, that's so long to go. Uh, season 12, episode 6, Life of Brian. Okay. Damn, they killed him on episode six of a season. Yeah. That's a bold choice. It was a it was a multi-episode arc. But he comes back in that season, right? Yeah, he comes back a few episodes later. Cowards, they wouldn't even leave him dead for a season. I know. Imagine going into season 13 and they'd be like, Brian Griffin is dead? Our dog, Brian Griffin, is dead. They also could have done a thing where it's like, oh yeah, episodes from the rest of them, they take place before Brian's <laughs> dead. Pre-Brian death and post-Brian death. <laughs> Living in a pro- post-Brian death universe. <laughs> but we're, get- we're getting into a topic that will rightfully get its own episode. It, that is time. hundreds of episodes away. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So is there anything else you want to talk about for this episode? Nope. Should we wrap it up? I think we should All right. tie a knot on this. What would you... What would you rate the episode overall? Uh, okay, what kind of scale are we doing? Doing a 5-point scale, 10-point scale? I personally prefer 10-point scale. Okay, I would... <sighs> yeah, I'd, I'd put this like a 6.5, maybe a 7. Okay, I was thinking more like a 6, so... Yeah, we're, we're, on, the, yeah, we're like, on the same track here. Like, it, it, was, it was fine. Like I said, there was a funny joke... <laughs> Um, and animation wasn't bad. There's nothing to complain about for the animation. Nothing, nothing to write home about either. Right. It. Um. Pretty okay for a pilot episode from 1999. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a pilot. It's from 1999. <clears throat> it's from 21 years ago. Good lord. Fa- Family Guy is old enough to drink. I am not old enough to drink. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, that's uh, it's episode one of the Family Guy Funny Cast. Yeah, thank you for Did listening. Did we say the name of the pod until now? I think I did. God, I hope so. I'm not sure. If not, that's a hell of a (laughs) reveal. (laughs) We can put it in post. I'm Sean, and you can find me at BinchGod on Twitter. My name is Joe, and you can find me on Twitter at at Waterslap. Okay. We will see you next time. Is that it? Is that the end?